0: Based on his realization of emptiness, the vast, indescribable presence that is alive in your own heart. And from his realization, um, Buddhism evolved as a religion and a practice and a method to support your own attainment of his realization. But what is often overlooked is that the realization of the Buddha was a result, or the the teaching of the Buddha was a result of his awakening. It was a result of his realization. It wasn't really meant to be a way to that realization, but it's rather the result of awakening to the truth of who you are. And I want to take some time uh, to dust off the Buddha or all the myths and ideas that can emerge about a teacher, a teaching, and a lineage. The ideas that can emerge about a teacher, teaching, and a lineage. So the mind has this innate ability to project our ideals onto a person or an object this is actually the nature of attachment and desire is the ability of the mind to project out what we want what we need what we think will make us happy this is the nature of mind the search for happiness but what really happened to the buddha is he stopped He searched for a number of years, I think it was 10 years, for enlightenment. And he finally stopped. And before he started his search, he was a king. He was born as a king, and his father knew that he was meant to become a great teacher. It was written in his Vedic astrology chart. And so his father did everything to protect him because he wanted him to inherit his kingdom. He didn't want him to be a great teacher or a sage. He wanted him to be a king. So he hid him inside of a castle, a palace of unbelievable luxury. He had a beautiful wife. And the day after his son was born, he realized that he wasn't happy, that he wasn't fulfilled, and he left. He left everything. He left all this luxury and what would have certainly been a happy life to pursue the meaning of life. What is the purpose of life? What does life mean? What is enlightenment? It was the beginning of his spiritual quest. And then, as we all know, he finally stopped under the Bodhi tree. He was tired of searching for enlightenment. After 10 years of searching, he finally stops. He's finally still and quiet. And he's determined. He has incredible resolve. In fact, he swears he will not get up from that place underneath the Bodhi tree until he's fully enlightened, until he's fully awake. And so 40, for 40 days and 40 nights, he was still and sitting under the tree and had all kinds of moods, emotions, terrifying visions, seductive visions come to try and tempt him away from the stillness, away from his quietude. But he was still and he was silent and after 40 days and 40 nights he finally realized the truth so what is the truth that the Buddha realized in that stillness he realized the stillness of his own heart in his willingness to stop he discovered what was always already stopped so regardless of what visions came regardless of what he felt regardless of the changing temperature from the heat of the day to the cold nighttime, he was still. He was completely still as stillness until he recognized for himself the vast emptiness that he was, that you are. And that realization is still happening in you right now. So the Buddha realized the emptiness of the heart and the emptiness of the heart is not contained to a physical body. It's not contained to your body. It's not stuck in form. And this is the realization, the Heart Sutra. Form is emptiness and emptiness is form. He realized this by being still and by being quiet. And this is the essence of Ramana Maharshi's teaching to be still, to be quiet, to see who you really are in the core. This is the core teaching of Ramana Maharshi. Who are you really? What is inside your heart? What is always here? What is always stopped inside of you? This is what Ramana Maharshi is pointing to. And this is the discovery that I support. And it takes a certain responsibility. A willingness to take responsibility for what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Not blaming your circumstances or blaming other people or blaming a teacher or a teaching for how you are feeling. It's immature or a victim story to blame anything outside of yourself for how you are perceiving your circumstances so if you're identified with your moods if you're identified with your changing circumstances and your changing feelings you will suffer this is the nature of suffering is to believe that you are this person that's separate from everyone else And that your feelings are imposed upon you by your circumstances. That you are, in effect, at the effect of your circumstances, your thoughts, and your feelings. This is the immaturity that evolves from the deep belief, I am me, and I am separate from everyone. And so Ramana's teaching strikes at the root. It cuts through the root cause of suffering, which is this deeply held belief that I am me. I am this person with a past and a future. It's a deep-seated feeling, this sense, I am me. But like the Buddha, you have to be willing to stop, to be still. And discover, even in the midst of strong emotions, what is always still? What is always at peace? Are these emotions going to be here tomorrow or are they going to change? It's the seeing through these mood changes or these mood swings as something that is changing, constantly changing and moving and if you identify with those moods and feelings and circumstances you certainly will suffer and this is the nature of suffering but to break free from those mood swings is to stop, is to be still and discover what's always still even in the midst of the most scary vision or difficult circumstances or very strong emotions you can discover What is always, already, still, peaceful, free, unending, happiness, your true nature, which is hidden underneath all of these movements of mind and changing moods, circumstances, and emotions. This is the essence of what the Buddha discovered. The emptiness in the core of your being is what we most avoid. We most avoid the void inside of us because it is so vast. It's so empty. There's nothing to cling to it. So when the Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree, he had to meet his own mortality. He had to meet the specter of death. He had to meet the seduction of attachment and desire and remain still. He had to to be still so he could see through these changing movements of mind because it's all mind ultimately. It's how we perceive our emotions. And the gift of Ramana Maharshi is he gives you a choice to change your relationship with your thoughts, with your feelings, with your circumstances. To recognize that it's not who you are. That who you are is free of all those changing circumstances. This is the nature of inquiry. To discover this for yourself. And it does take a certain responsibility to be responsible for your own feelings, your own reactions to your circumstances. It's very mature to realize that your circumstances and your emotions and your moods are constantly changing. That your relationship with those thoughts and moods is what causes your suffering. This is maturity. It's not that somebody's doing something to you or your circumstances are doing something to you. It's this belief that something is happening to you that's wrong, that something's wrong. This feeling that there's or that you're a victim, that somebody's doing something to you. This is uh, the victim story, that you are at the effect of your circumstances or your emotions and this is really deep suffering when you really believe that there's something wrong with you, there's something wrong with the circumstances, there's something wrong with a teacher, there's something wrong with a particular lineage. This is mind only. This is mind only. The essence of who you are is love. The essence of who you are is the most profound kindness and compassion. But the mind is cruel and the mind is easily seduced by thoughts and feelings and circumstances. So when I'm talking about responsibility, I'm talking about this really strong willingness to be still. The willingness to really be still when when everything in your body is saying to move, to fight, to make something wrong, to make it bad. To make other people wrong and bad, to see them as a threat, and then go into your strategies to protect, to keep yourself safe. When in reality, nothing will ultimately keep you safe. This is what it's meant by meeting death. Eventually, something will get you, something will annihilate your physical form, whether it's cancer or a heart attack or an automobile accident, or a plane crash. Something eventually will end your life. And the gift of Ramana is to actually stop and discover for yourself what is free in the body and also outside of the body. What will be here once your body dies? So in the willingness to meet your death, and the willingness to take responsibility for what you're telling yourself, and examine this feeling, something's wrong, something's wrong with me, something's wrong with the circumstances. It's in the willingness to open and examine this deep feeling that you can see through it. You can see that the story is the source of the suffering. And by story, I mean what you're telling yourself about your circumstances, what you're telling yourself about your feelings, what you're telling yourself about the future this is the story that we tell about ourselves and it's in the replaying of this story that we suffer it's in the replaying of this story that we become the victim that we have no control over our circumstances and we make every effort to regain control through the mind through our strategies through our beliefs to protect this non-existent me from an eventual end, which is the purpose of your mind. The mind is here to keep you alive. And certainly inquiry is threatening to the mind. The mind's purpose is to avoid this void to keep you alive. So there's nothing wrong with mind unless you become identified with everything the mind is telling you or this deep feeling or sense something is wrong, then you're suffering. Then you're caught in a story of you and how something is bad and something is going to hurt you. And this is where all of our strategies to protect ourselves come from. This idea that we need to protect our heart comes from this feeling that something might hurt us. So it's the willingness to open the heart to risk being unprotected that you can discover for yourself what needs no protection. Who you are is eternal. It is free. It is endless and vast. And you can discover this for yourself when you're willing to be like the Buddha. Dust off all your ideas of enlightenment and realize there are no enlightened people. There are no enlightened people. They're only ordinary human beings with ordinary circumstances and feelings. And you have the extraordinary opportunity to choose the peace of your heart, the stillness of your heart. This is the choice that Ramana Maharshi is offering you, the stillness of your heart. This is what the Buddha is pointing to and the Christ Jesus is pointing to. Jesus had the same realization of the Buddha in the desert. And you can have that same realization in the willingness to stop, in the willingness to be still. And this is very simple, but not easy. It takes maturity, responsibility. It's the end of the story of you, the end of the victim story the end of just assuming whatever you think is true and real and the beginning of examining our thoughts where do they come from what is the substance so who you are is free you're already free so the question you need to ask yourself is what are you giving your attention to what are you identifying with what are you believing and stop Simply stop, be still, be quiet, and discover that you are freedom itself. Thank you so much for listening. This is Koshi, and I'll be talking to you again soon.